Welcome to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A Dream Mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a Dream Mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support all of us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner Dream Mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up, Dream Masons? So I'm nervous and I'm excited to share this two-part episode of the Dream Mason podcast with you. Why? Because my guest is a witch. Okay, she isn't a witch, but we'll get into that in a moment. She did, however, get me to open up, be vulnerable, share some pretty personal stuff. I'm also looking forward to this episode because it's the first two-part episode of the Dream Mason podcast. We just had too much good stuff to fit into one episode. So my guest today is Danielle Page. Danielle is a healer, spiritual teacher, and intuitive who uses astrology as a tool to help you, or me today, get unblocked, understand, and live our soul's blueprint. Danielle is also a psychic, clairvoyant, and empath. And when I say that, it's not a gimmick or a joke, but it is totally the truth. I am dead serious. She told me things about my family, specifically about my grandfather, when we met that there is no way she could have known. She is the real deal. In her practice, she uses her ability to see through personas, limiting beliefs, to help women live lives of purpose, clarity, passion, and love. Danielle's work has been featured in numerous magazines. And it's important to know that we shot this episode live and in person for Facebook and Instagram. So as you listen, you might notice that we have some fun with the viewers there. Remember, this conversation is two parts. The first is about her journey from a successful yet unfulfilled life as an architect to rediscovering her soul's purpose and taking the journey that wasn't always easy into her dream of helping women and creating a successful career as a healer, teacher, and intuitive. Danielle and I touch on how one learns they are psychic, an empath, and clairvoyant, and how that freaked her out when it showed up. How one walks away from a successful architecture career after spending thousands upon thousands of dollars and years in school getting a master's degree and building that career to give it all up, to take a chance on something completely different and the struggles that she encountered and endured in starting over and building a new dream. Part one is all about her journey. In part two, Danielle will put her talents on display for us and get into my personal life and my soul's journey by reading my astrological charts. And she'll do a bit of on-the-spot channeling. And I wanna be clear, this is what she does. We didn't plan or arrange this. And I was hearing and doing this work with her for the first time. So you're hearing my reactions and me being with it as it happened. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Dream Mason podcast with Danielle Page as much as I enjoyed and experienced recording it. What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm nervous. I I'm know like... you're nervous because I'm channeling your energy right now and it's making me nervous. Maybe we should do a deep breath. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, how do I... We're like... Say Indian style like you're like a real yogi. You can't say... And put your you legs over you your head. You can't say that. You can't say Indian style. It's not... Like, oh, it's not PC. It's I'm sorry. Bad. South Node and Aries, what can you do? 
that's good. I don't always feel like this. I'm so like hot though. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so your hot. energy. You're making me sweat. <laughs> he's literally sweating. Oh my god! And he's wearing a red shirt. He's getting all hot in here. We're keeping this really PC too, and it's getting oh, really hot. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Hi. So. Uh, everyone that's watching on Instagram Live on yours knows who you are. Yes. Uh, people on my Instagram Live don't know who you are, and people that are listening to the podcast won't know who you are. So, who are you? What do you do? What do I do? I So, I use astrology as a tool to um, understand your soul and your behavioral patterns, and I help people heal. I, um, I look at your birth chart, which is basically a map of your soul, and we go in, we see your karma, your dharma, your purpose, your energy. Um, you know, everything about you on the soul level, and then we look at your behavioral patterns that are not working, that are holding you back, and we start healing them. And then sometimes I'm channeling, I'm getting information from spirit. Um, they're always assisting me, so whatever comes through, comes through. So I never know when your grandfather came through, so So this just really, never this know. really happened. Um, <laughs> we were sitting by a pool, and uh, we had just like met, and she channeled my grandfather knew his name, knew that he owned and had, like knew something about a farm. He actually had a farm, um, super random. There's no way you could have known. No. I did not ever say anything about that. Mm-hmm. It was, and you knew his middle name, which is what he went by, not even his first name. Yeah. So it was, it was palpable. You could feel it and it yeah. was, and I should say like in doing this, like I've never done anything like this. I've done, I've done Reiki, I've done some like I, I've, I've never done any astrological work I've never done any um, I want to say psychic work like but I want to start I really want this to be about you and then yeah. we have a surprise I think for people watching listening is that we will like do my chart or my energy or you're gonna do your witchcraft on me and, <laughs> witchcraft, um, he calls it. and I'm like all about being open to all of it like I told I said I don't want you to hold back I don't like like, if I melt down and cry on this, then it's totally a winner, and that would be awesome. I doubt that's going to happen. But I don't think you're, so. We're you're not going to go. You're a powerful witch, so who knows? Oh, thank you. That's a compliment, <laughs> the <Yeah>. witch part, too. <laughs> so, wait, what? And we're, we're in your house. So, yeah. what is a witch's house called? Well, I actually didn't know. <laughs> I was looking it up, and it's a gingerbread house. So, <laughs> I have a gingerbread house. So, and if I disappear at any point, it's like I'm probably eating the walls because I have a sweet tooth. So, uh, if, if you have to like bring me back in, you know, we'll have to go from there. You're so, like, where's Alex? He's gnawing at the wall. Don't yeah. worry. It's okay. He always does this. Just let him do his thing. So, how did you, like, how does one find out they're a witch? How does one find out they're an astrologer? I'm just going to go. I say witch in the most respectful term. Yes. Like I said, like, it's, I appreciate you're, that. you're a good witch. So, um, but how does one, like, you didn't do this since you were, like, 15 years old. Like, how does this happen? No. So, um, it's interesting. I, if I look back and look to what I wanted to be, well, there's two things that I wanted to do when I was younger. I said, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. But then I realized I don't, (laughs) I don't like flying. So I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not going to go that high because I don't even like flying. I fly, but I don't like it. So that was one thing. Not on a broom. Not, not on a broom, no, but I should have, yeah. So I wanted to be an astronaut, but there was a space thing. Um, but then I'm like, no, I don't like to fly, so it's probably going to be too much. And then the other thing is I want to be a doctor, partially because I'm a tourist, you know, and I like nice things. And I'm like, oh, they make a lot of money, right? That was like the first thing, being truthful. But then, you know, that was when I was young. And 
what society says, but really underneath that, it was that I wanted to help people heal. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's where it started. But then I went to business school and then I was always creative. So I actually got my master's in interior architecture. So I was doing that for a while, um, which is ironic because I was reading blueprints of buildings and now I read blueprints of people's soul. So um, I did that, but then I just knew that there was something more. I kept saying, I wanna help people, I wanna help people, but like, what does that mean? I had no idea. You know, I spent like four and a half years in grad school, a uh, million dollars later, and I'm working at one of the best architecture firms in the world. It's such an honor to be there, but I'm like, this is not for me. I didn't like it. I would, I would come home crying every day. I'm like, this is just like horrible. I'm sitting there drawing lines and like drawing urinals in bathrooms for like hospitals. I'm like, this, no, like I did not like, incarnate. I did not, I wasn't born to draw urinals and tiles. <laughs> Could we quote that? Like I was not born was not to born draw, to no. Like I just, I was like, there has Somebody to be more. Was. Somebody was. <laughs> and someone's gonna be really good at that. And we honor and respect them, you know, cause, but it's not me. So it was like, I needed to be more personal connection to people. So anyways. Um, this is where everything changed. So I turned 30. I was living with my boyfriend at the time. I was living in Boston and we went to Paris together for my 30th birthday and he dumped me in Paris on my 30th birthday. Seriously. So that, um, <laughs> it's like, a good one. it's, if he's watching, it's so yeah, we're <laughs> friends now. He's married, you know, has a kid, beautiful family. I wish him well. He's a nice guy. It was just like, you know, the timing, everything. Sure ridiculous right so i'm like well thank god we're not getting engaged my god you know so um that was the start of everything and so basically i came back to boston i moved out because it was his place and i hated my job so i realized i'm gonna go back to california i got this download when i was walking home one night and i just knew that it was time to go back to california i had no idea why <clears throat> but i needed to go back and um that's what started the journey, holding a take a sip of water. Yeah. And then continue. Well, what's, cool. what's, so what's, what's what I love about your story, and <laughs> it's it's so similar to mine, and I, and I actually think that there's so many people that resonate with it, <laughs> is the idea that you actually, your life was fine. <clears throat> you had, you were successful. You were doing something that a lot of people wish they could do or want to do. You had already, like, had success. You were, you were... <laughs> If you had nothing changed, you would have been fine. You would have been like a completely lived a completely normal life. You probably would have got married, like done all the normal things. And 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 that would and that there's nothing wrong or right about any of it. And for me, it was the same. I was living in New York. I was like had spent my whole life in the hospitality business, so successful, but came home every day and felt like there had to be more. Like I wasn't even though what I did was fun and I was really good at it, like I I could not have possibly been put on this earth to make people's <laughs> dining experiences exceptional. Absolutely. It just, there had to be more. So, and, and I would, I love hearing people share that because it, it seems like the theme through people that like really go, that or people that I would say are dream masons that go for the thing they want <clears throat> is the thing was working before, but it wasn't really working. It wasn't working. I knew inside, I had no idea what to do, but I knew there was more because that was my soul speaking. Yeah. And I was listening. And by the way, because we're just yeah. talking about everything here, I'm picking up on your throat chakra. That's why I'm like dying because I'm an empath and I pick up people's energy. And so it's not saying that there's something majorly wrong, but we've talked about this before. 
And that's why I pick up on people's stuff all the time. I mean, I'll I'll share this. Oh my God. So I need to (laughs) clear this. But this is energy in action that I'm literally... It's his I'm chakra. fine. This is her stuff. No, 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 no. It's his throat chakra. So let me explain this. So <laughs> this is really cool. Um, yeah. Probably two years ago, I went to uh, a friend who I've known for years, and she does Reiki. Her name is Tracy Pope. She's amazing. She is... I had an unbelievable experience doing Reiki with her in L.A. And... In this experience, she, you know, I don't know what traditional Reiki looks like or, or how it's, it's it's supposed to be done, but basically she kind of had me relax. She used crystals. She kind of put me into a meditative state. And then she was like a hands-on and my, I'm going to jump to the point, but basically the two, two of the big things that I got from that experience of Reiki was when she had her hands on my chest, she was like, your chest is this like powerful leader, light worker, all these things, but your throat, there's this like sorceress powerful sorceress energy and the thing she didn't know is the whole time that I was under her spell (laughs) under the Reiki experience I felt like I was choking so I was lying there for an hour and I felt like I was choking but I could breathe but there was a sensation of something holding my throat and when it was over she shared with me you know when I got to your throat this like face like bum rushed me and just like (laughs) ran like right into me and she was like it was kind of it was like kind of scary and intense, but she's like, but it wasn't like bad or evil. It was some like sorceress. And she was like, I don't know if it was past <laughs> life or what, whatever. And I went, wow, I felt like I was choking the whole time. And the only thing I saw was like eyes. And when we met, I was like, oh my God, you have the eyes of the thing that I saw. Whatever that was, that sorceress energy that was in my throat. So, so I was in his throat. <laughs> and that's what I was feeling right now. But see, a lot of times when I talk about it with energy, when it's not yours and you tell the person, it actually gets better and releases. So that's why I'm like, I have to bring this up now. Sure. <clears throat> okay. So, so anyways, going back to the stuff, right? Okay. So you, you, you had this life. You knew you had to change. You came back to California. Yeah. But then, so then what? But then you're like, I'm going to go to like the Harry Potter witch no, school. Like, no, no. I, I had no idea about anything. <laughs> the Harry Potter witch school. I, I, I want to go. Let's go. So, um, no, so this is what happened. So when you turn 29, 30, everyone goes through something called your Saturn return. I didn't know about this then because I didn't know astrology. Well, my soul knew it, but I didn't, Danielle didn't know it. So I was going through my Saturn return and that's basically you have to change gears, your life changes and you go the direction that your soul needs to go. So what was happening behind the scenes was that I was getting prepped for my sole purpose of why I'm here and what needed to happen. So it started with, um, so by the way, when I went back, this was when the economy crashed. So there were no design jobs at all, none. The economy, like I was interning somewhere just because I couldn't even get a design job and I have a master's degree at this point. Um, So I had no idea what I wanted to do. All my friends are like getting married. I'm like, now I'm 30, I have no job, I just got dumped. I'm living with my parents, I haven't lived there since I was 18. I'm like, things are really good, like awesome. Like I'm doing really well, everyone. So, but I was really grateful that I had my family to go home to, because I'm like, I kept saying, even in all this, when I was like crying every day, like didn't know what was happening, I'm like, thank God I have parents to go home to, because some people don't. So I was so grateful for that. So anyways, so it started with dreams. I would um, wake up in the morning for about a week. I would wake up and I would start crying because my dreams were so intense and so powerful. 
and I don't even know why I was crying. It was just like something was releasing. And I told my mom, I'm like, I don't know, this was so intense, you know, and I started like seeing things. And then after that, my dreams started getting more powerful. And then they would show me things that would happen during the day. And now I'm at this point where I didn't grow up. Um, I, w I was always intuitive, but that was about it. Like, I just felt like I had this good sense about people, but I didn't know what to do with it, what that meant. Um, so here I am getting things in my dream, even down to like seeing patterns of things. And then all of a sudden I see the pattern. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, this is crazy because I don't actually understand what's happening. At this point, I know nothing about intuition, spirituality, nothing, right? So um, that happened. And then if we move forward a little bit, I started waking up and seeing spirits. So I did not see spirits growing up. Like a lot of people that see that, um, saw that all growing up, I never did. My awakening just wasn't ready until about 30. So that's, everyone has their own soul journey. What? I just want to be like, boo! <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, we're like going to haunt you. Mm -hmm. It was, the first thing I saw was this ascended master, like almost like Neptune. And so I wake up in the middle of the night and I see this and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, like I'm a very logical person. If people follow me, like they, I'm super logical so I'm awake looking at this and I'm like, there's no way I'm looking at this right now. And then I scream, I turn on the lights. So I basically didn't sleep with the lights off for two weeks because I was so scared. And then I was like, okay, I realized that this was my own inner fear, that if I have fear, it's going to be scary. So that was the first lesson from spirit that I had to overcome this myself, that there's nothing actually to be afraid of. But if I tell myself I'm afraid, then it will be scary. Yeah. So it was like this inner growth that was already happening. Can I, and then yeah. I want to ask you something. Yeah. So you said when, because you generalized it, and I'm, I don't. It's not that I disagree, but I want to understand. So you said at thirty we go through this yeah. thing. What's it called? Saturn return. So how come at thirty this doesn't happen for everyone? How come there's plenty of people that go move through thirty and like they just keep so on their whatever? Everything happens to, something happens to everyone at thirty, but not everyone's having a spiritual awakening. For me, it happened because if we get into the birth chart, which we'll talk about later, Saturn's in my eighth house of the occult, of um, psychic abilities, of psychology, of the mind. So it was part of my purpose to go this direction. Um, but everybody goes, like people get married, then people get divorced, then people have babies, people freak out, they don't know what to do with their life. They move back home, they move across the country, they switch careers. Okay. You know, everyone goes through something, okay. um, but what they do with it is that's where we have free will. Got it. But yeah. mine was like, I, I incarnated to redo um, things from the past and it is my journey to bring in the spiritual realm into the physical world. So my soul is not getting out of it. So mine was like a smackdown. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I had I mean, no idea. No, I mean at 30 I moved, it wasn't right at 30, but like a few months after I turned Yeah, 30, yeah, it's, it's around then. I moved then. to New York. Absolutely. Because it was already building before And I had then. never lived, yeah, it was building. I had been talking about yeah. it, but like I was afraid. It was the first time I'd ever left Los Angeles yeah. and really like dove into something with no plan, no anything, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. You have a female spirit guide, by the way. So she's coming through right now. Cool. So I, it's funny because I don't get spirit guides. Sorry, she's right here. So I wanted to make sense. Yeah, no, no, she's she's female, and I, I can tell you why. So it's making sense. Okay, sorry, okay. go on. No, you're fine. It's just, so, it just comes through. <laughs> so what became, and we've talked about this a little, and I know you've, you're still kind of like mm -hmm. grappling with it a little bit, but you had this life that you were living, yeah. and then it shifted. And like, what are you trying to create or build now? What's the dream vision? For My life? journey is all about just bringing everything in from spirit into the physical realm and helping people understand 
that there is way more than the physical world, that it's actually not scary to be intuitive. Um, what's scary is when we're not intuitive because that means we're actually not listening to our body and we shut everything down. But we're energetic beings, so it's actually very natural. Um, and it is my journey to bring it mainstream, to make it... Like, I am not embarrassed to talk about ghosts or spirits or anything it's so natural and it's so beautiful and it's just like it's who I am it's funny because everyone's like you know I'm still in the spiritual closet like I'm afraid to come out and I'm like are you kidding me I'm like as soon as I knew that there was more I'm like hey guys I'm out I'm like I would have come out of the spiritual closet before but I didn't even know myself I'm like I had no idea but the minute I like opened the door and ran out and I'm like doing a party because I'm like wait because for the first time this is super important for the first time when I realized that there was more, that's when I felt more peace than I ever have because I've always felt alone my whole life. But when you feel alone, it's because you're not connected to your heart and your heart is your higher self and your heart is your soul. So I found more peace once I realized there was a spiritual realm because that's home. This earth is just, we're here temporarily. Like that is home. So I felt like this is right. Like everything clicked inside of me. So that's what I'm here for. Okay. What... <laughs> Well, I know, I know, again, I know this because we've talked, yeah. but this wasn't like the easiest. No. This transition wasn't like, hey, mm-hmm. architecture to, you know, witch and instant success. You told me a story the other day about how you, when you hit like the place where you were like, it's not going to work. Like you basically, I, I don't want to, rock bottom is not the right word because it wasn't like you. It were, was pretty rock bottom for me. Emotionally, it was rock bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was not just like a quick thing of like, oh, I'm seeing ghosts and spirits and now I have to do this. This was a journey of me learning, first of all, what does that even mean to connect to spirit? Um, how do I even do that? Then learning astrology and realizing this is a tool to help people use it. I've done this a million times before. It's a mystical craft. Um, but yes, um, it wasn't easy for me and mainly because I'm a Taurus, I'm super stubborn and I was resisting a lot, um, without knowing that's kind of just what happens, um, for fixed signs. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so we talked about, there was one point when I was at the gas station and I had $7 in my bank account. And so this was the beginning uh, when I started my coaching and my business and I was making no money and I just broke down at the gas station. Um, and I came back and I was literally on my hands and knees crying, you know, begging the universe, like, why can't I just be normal? I just want to go out like everyone else. Like, why do I have to do all this stuff? And I know it sounds really, um, it sounds kind of obnoxious in ways if you hear, but it, it, this is the truth. Like I just wanted to be normal like everyone else um, because I was going through so much healing. I basically went through from 30 to like 36 major healing on my soul. Like I was busy growing my business, healing, um, growing my consciousness, shifting. Um, I didn't have time. Like I dated here and there, but like I was busy. I really didn't have time. Um, so yeah, I had a major turning point. Um, but I knew, um, I had to keep going. And even when I had no money and, you know, I couldn't go, I didn't go shopping for over a year. I couldn't go out to dinners with my friends. I would go to the beach. I would go on the swings at the beach cause it was free. Um, and I would just find peace, you know? Um, but I listened to myself. Like I knew that even though I had no money and maybe I had like one client a month at that point, Um, I just knew that this was my journey and I had to keep going no matter what it looked like on the outside. And that's not an easy thing to do. Like, and I had, you know, nobody supporting me financially except myself. You know, I went through my savings and, um, it was really difficult. Um, but I just knew that 
this is what I was here for. And that's the only thing at the end of the day that kept me going is this knowing, even when it, on the outside, it didn't look like it. I had a, I, I never had the like $7 in my account, like that, that I want to say like money, financial energetic yeah. breakdown. Um, but I, and I've, I don't know that I've ever talked about this, like in a public setting. I had a, it's probably a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, I was in a relationship. There was, it wasn't, let's just say it was like it was a moment it was hard and like my business wasn't where I wanted it to be and it wasn't even close and I had walked away from a super successful hospitality business career and jumped into what I was doing with no clients and very little savings and just went for it and there was a day where I was in the shower and like I was feeling like all the pressure all the stress and I remember it was a huge turning point it was like a, a an emotional break where you know, we, we, we joke that like we see in movies, people like sitting in the shower crying, like on a ball. I wasn't in a ball, but I remember, I, that once, I remember standing in the shower and like breaking and being like, I don't know that I can do this. Like, I don't know that I can like with the, with the friends not knowing what's going on with me yeah. and my family being super supportive, uh, relationships struggling, finances not going well, not getting the clients like not shifting as much as I thought I wanted to be and just like melting down in the shower and having a moment where, and you know, people that know me, like I was never like, if you had asked me about God or spirit, like five years ago, I would have laughed in your face and made you feel bad about asking me for it. (laughs) I'm so connected with something bigger now. I had to do the work to get there. But in that moment, I like melted down and I had this I like, I think I connected with like God or the universe for the first time. And I went like, I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I need help. And like, I, I was like on my knees crying and like, I didn't, I, I didn't get on my knees to pray. I like broke, I like fell to my knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and something got released like that surrendering, yeah. you know, opened something up. So I totally get that, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad mine was in private and not in a gas station. Yeah, no, I just cried at the gas station, but then I came home. But honestly, it's like, I didn't even care. I didn't even know who was around me. But um, yeah, it's powerful stuff. Sometimes you have to get to that point. What had you, because it's again, it's a common thing. Like no one who did anything in this world that was incredible. And I love that, like, I love that the last few uh, podcasts I've recorded, uh, people have had some crazy dreams. Because I think that at first... I was like, ooh, I don't know. People that listen to this are going to be like, who are these crazy people Alex yeah. is talking to? And then I went, wait a minute. The crazier, the people that have the craziest dreams are like the best people. They're the people that invented iPhones and put, and put people on the moon and did mm. things that didn't make any sense to everyone else, yeah. but they stuck with it until it. Yeah. So I think like there's so many people out there that have, I'm just going to say like audacious dreams or huge dreams or dreams that don't seem possible. And they're going to for sure hit a bottoming out moment where essentially they get tested. Are you going to keep going? Are you going to quit? Like, what do you say to those people as advice for that? I think the only thing that got me through this is the belief in myself. So you have to, like, if you, everyone wants to start a business, you know, everyone wants to like work on their own schedule and do whatever. But if you don't actually believe in yourself, doesn't mean you're not working on yourself, but if you don't believe in something deeper inside that you will never get it. Because I've seen businesses start, stop as I'm growing, and mine's been like slow and steady, but it just keeps moving up every year. 
And um, I know because people just, listen, it's okay to try things and it doesn't work. That's fine too. But what gets you or keeps you going is that belief inside that nobody else can understand. I mean, how do you think when I told people, oh, I'm going to start a business um, <laughs> doing astrology, first of all, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the psychic stuff and the channeling, the mediumship has been coming later. But yeah, people are like, how are you going to make money doing astrology? And I said, I don't know. But I knew that this was part of it. And I knew that the universe is not going to have me um, fail because it was so connected to my truth. Like, this is what I came here to do. Like, everything else is fun and we can play and stuff. But, like, this is my purpose work. Yeah. This is what I'm here for. So um, it's just, it's that conviction inside, that that strength. You know, that's why I have a lot of strength and that's what I help women with. Um, How do people people identify... Because I'm with you. Like, I think there's a, there's something that that's, that pulls you. That, like, your soul, your heart, whatever. But how do you... There's also another voice. Yeah. Which is just the biggest jerk ever, basically. And it shows up differently for everybody. But for most part, it's the voice to keep us, like, still and safe and not go anywhere. Yeah. So how do people... I think you find there's a lot of people that they have, they're in, like, an inner debate, right? Should I do this thing? Should I not? I can't. I will. I yes, no. How do you know the difference between the voice that's that's actually from here and the one from here because they sometimes can sound really similar yeah it's a very good question i think you have to get very quiet and you have to um move out of the hustle and bustle every day because everything is distraction and it pulls us out of our heart so i got quiet you know i spent many years alone in this house (laughs) by myself, meditating, reading, journaling, salt bath, um, praying, (laughs) you know, sage, you know, um, dancing, you know, crying. But in those moments, I can hear my soul. So I think that you have to get very quiet. And here's the thing, your heart will never speak badly to you. Yeah, That's the ego mind. Your heart you know, everyone's afraid of going into their heart because they've been hurt, but it's actually scary to not be in your heart. When you're in your heart, there's so much peace. It's so much, it's pure love, it's pure light. So yes, it can get hard, but your heart and your soul will never speak badly to you. If it doesn't feel right, fine, like you'll know that too, but then it just feels like, no, I wanna do something else. But it's not like, can we cuss on this? Are you? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, like you're an asshole, you're a jerk, you're this. No, that's not your heart, that's not your soul. That's your ego having a field day. You know, and trying to, it's thinking it's trying to protect you, but it's not. Well, and I think that you, what you said, which is really cool, is the, um, it doesn't always have to be mean. The protection words, like when somebody tells me, I'll have clients all the time say, I really want to do this. And then immediately after they say the thing they want to do, they'll tell me all the reasons they can't do it or all the reasons why it's not possible or whatever. And I go, so you just went from here to here in a second and that's how I practice identifying it is this is a dreamer this is all about like like magical things and things that and some of them are small right it doesn't have to be it could be like I really feel like ice cream right now Mm -hmm. it could totally be something simple and then this is coming up this is it's almost like this is the breaks Um, is there an exercise or anything if somebody you know like wanted to practice connecting more with their heart what would you like offer them what would you tell them to go do the biggest thing is um 
it's simple. You can just put your hand on your heart. And I do this every morning now. My coach, um, Gio Tacacelli, I worked with her for a year. She's an intimacy coach and a heart coach. And um, she changed my life. And she brought me even deeper into my heart. And it's um, just about, you know, putting your hand on your heart, taking a moment in the morning and asking yourself, how do I feel? And what do I need? And that's so simple because we don't actually say, how do I feel? Right? We're doing everything, we're busy, but like if you take a moment and you just stop and you check in and you say, how do I feel? Okay, and maybe I'm feeling stressed, maybe I'm feeling anxious, maybe I'm feeling happy. Okay, but not judging it, just letting it be. Because when we actually just allow the feelings, they could actually pass on their own. And then saying, okay, what do I need right now to feel supported? You know, do I need to call my assistant? Do I need to give her more work? Do I need to go get a massage? Do I need to have this talk with a friend? Um, do I need to take a nap? You know, what do I need right now? And that will change your life. I love, I don't... By the way, you, I'm like looking at the camera, but... Fine, you. <laughs> you said, um, you said just now, like, so I just had this experience and I kind of was texting you about it, but I just had this experience over the last, I, I keep saying like the moon is like f messing my shit up. It is. And, so, and I'm going to find out why apparently, but I just know that everything was like, my life was like, just things were just good and and just energy wise I don't mean like there was like all these results like I just felt good and um, all of a sudden about three or four days ago my clients were some of my clients were being weird different people I was talking to was being just people weren't being their normal selves like how they, they and situations in life like were showing up different and I noticed like I was exhausted and tired and there was this like sadness inside yeah. and I don't and I'm not somebody who would say, like, I don't have, like, reoccurring sadness. Yeah. So it was just a feeling that was showing up. And I was doing some work around it. And, I, and I'm bringing this because you said how they pass. I think as people, we forget that, like, be, the human condition, we feel things. Like, we feel sadness. We feel anger. We feel joy. We, But we're so used to thinking these things are wrong because when we were, like, kids, we saw somebody sad and we, like, made up a story or anger and we made up a story. But I had my coach say to me, we were talking yesterday and I was expressing this sadness and I was like, you know, I'm going to take on some healing things this weekend. And he and he goes, it sounds like you're trying to fix the sadness instead of just letting the sadness exist and feeling it and letting it pass through you. And I went, oh, yeah, because I don't want that. Like, I don't want to sit here and like <laughs> be with this sadness. that's also like unexplained. Right. There's not like a reason yeah. that I feel sad. I just feel well, it. Apparently that yeah. So but but there but I don't I don't I'm not conscious of it, right? Like I'm not right. like I know it's not like something happened and I feel sad. I just and I think this happens to people, right? They're like they wake up and they're just like not happy that day. And we try to like fix it and maybe we just actually have to let it like kind of move through us, like you said. That's a really big thing though for you also because as we get into your chart, you have a Virgo moon, so like you want to fix, 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 fix. Oh yeah. Like he wants to fix his emotions. So that's really good to be to sit with it. And it's not fun. Like people don't understand, like all through my journey, I mean, I spent many like a lot of time crying there was, and I was in pain and I was clearing old shit. And that's what's happening for you, is like it's it's um yeah, I just, energy. I told her that the last three days I'd probably, this is, it's, I'm still not even comfortable, like, set, talking about this. I love but, that like, you're saying whatever. it. Like, it's, it's like amazing. very, it's like, I like, I'm hot again and I'm sweating. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I've probably cried more in the last three days than in the 36 years of my life prior to. 
when I can't count when I was a baby, I probably cried a lot yeah. as a baby. But like, and I don't know why. It's just like this shit is showing up. Yeah. And I'm actually just practicing like letting it. Like, mm. I actually said, I think I told you this, like the other night I said to, I was lying in bed and I like said to the universe, God, whatever. I was like, can I just feel it? Like, let me feel it instead of what I normally would do, which is just like push it down yeah. and like get it out of my space. And I'm like so hot again. And <laughs> I'm actually, so he's sweating here. I'm, oh I'm almost God. shaking because I'm freezing oh. right now. And he's sweating. Um, this is like classic male, female here. I'm so <laughs> cold, but... He's oh my like, god, put I'm the on air on fire. Put the I'm air like, on like 50. I'm, I'm like, <gasps> I'm gonna like start stripping down because I'm like so hot. Then it's gonna be a whole new show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you want me to turn the air on more? Yeah. Okay, I think I might wrap myself in a blanket. Like, that's what's gonna right. happen because. Hold I mean, it's obviously this is inside of me if you're so cold. I'm so cold. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, let me get a blanket. I love that this is live though. It's I know. There's like cash. a. I'm just like. Hey, like that's cool. All right, I gotta get a blanket um, here. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna freeze. So, okay, so we. I'm <laughs> sweating before. Um, um, so we so we touched on, like how you got over the hurdle. Um, who are like the people? Ideally, what are the people that you think you're like the most intended to be here to help? Obviously, you can help anyone, yeah. but like, who do you who do you feel the calling to really like be connected with and and support in their lives? Um, women, for sure. There's yeah. a lot of women. Is there a specific like type or kind or what they're working? Nothing. It's just women. Um, you know, I've had so many my whole life, so much, um, so many issues with my body. Um, I had an eating disorder when I was 21. I don't even know if you know that. Did I tell you? Yeah. 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 I had an eating disorder when I was 21. Um, and that was it was really hard for me to accept my body and you know a lot of spiritual people have a hard time with that because we're souls and then we get in this body and then it feels very restrictive and you know I'm short um like five one and um you know so when I was younger I would gain weight easily and it was just really hard for me to like be I felt very restricted and I'm like I always knew I was a good soul but I'm like I didn't want to be in this body and you know, I'm curvy, I had a big ass before the Kardashians, but like I used to cry about it. I used to cry about my butt because I couldn't fit into clothes. I'm just being very candid. But you know, the Kardashians changed that. So like, let me tell you, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> and this, now, is, this is the first time the Kardashians have shown up on the podcast. Oh my so. God, well there you are. So we could hashtag Kardashians. So um, I just know everything I've been through um, and just really like my journey is to bring the spiritual stuff down into the physical body and really um, embody it. So it's really about women with me. And um, I actually have been known. Can I just say everything? Like yeah. Okay. Um, I'm kind of calling myself the period whisperer. You're gonna be like, oh my god. But um, that's why I came here. That's why he, <laughs> he's been. He hasn't had his period in a while, so like he wanted some help. So um, I have been. Um, most of my clients, like I work with them and then they get their period right afterwards. And I've been told in a dream I can help women with that um, <laughs> because um, he's laughing, but it's real. Like women, you know, like because... I wasn't expecting No, this, I know. Yeah, this is fine. like, I know he has like a lot of men watching. So sorry, but no, whatever. I don't, We're just, I have no idea who's listen, It's natural. Yeah. Like it's so natural. Like it doesn't weird me out. I, I forget that it's like not... Yeah, it's fine. I know, sorry. Whatever. It's fine. I don't, I'm fine I mean, with it. It was your red shirt. It's just like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it just brought it on me. Anyway, so it's connected to our, our sacral chakra is connected to our emotions. So the deeper I get with clients and the more we heal, it actually moves energy and that's why they get their period. So when we're not getting our period, it's because we're emotionally suppressing and not in our feminine. So anyways, there's that. I wish I could be reading the comments now, but I can't see from far. That would be funny. Yeah, but there's a bunch of them, so yeah. cool. So that's, I definitely feel a call to women, but you know, I've had uh, male clients that come to me and it, it's just healing, it's energy. But yeah, if I could pick specifically, it's um, I'm here to work with women and help them. What's the next big thing for you? Like you've done all this work on yourself. You've been in this up and down journey. You're definitely in like a new, you've like made it to the other side at least part of yeah. whatever. But, so what's next? Career wise or personal? Both. Both. Um, Whatever you're most uncomfortable saying. <laughs> Just start with one and, you know. Um, okay, so career-wise, um, I am writing a book. I'm super excited about that. And um, that's going to really help women get into their body and see it from a soul perspective. Um, Is that the title yet? Yes. We actually just, I was doing a podcast yesterday and um, we kind of announced it on the podcast. So it's um, Cosmic Body because it's about, you know, how we're made of the stars and we actually have that in us. So we can see our body from a different perspective. It's pure love. So there's going to be a lot more with that. Um, and then on a professional, personal level, um, it's just the next step. Like I know, um, you know, I know marriage is coming for me and um, children or a child I you know that I don't know because that's up in the air but um that's coming for me um, and you know I think it's really important that um, people understand this that you know I'm 39 now and so so many people are like I can't believe you're not married I can't believe you're like what's wrong and I'm like I want people to understand that everyone has a different journey it just wasn't my time before you know I could have easily been married we could all be married we could all have kids like it's that's not hard but if you really listen to your soul it just it wasn't the right time um, I had stuff to do I had stuff to heal I had business to grow um, I had to learn more about myself and connect um, so it's just I know like there's a lot of people that are my age that are freaking out and I, honestly I'm not I had moments for sure so I'm not gonna pretend like earlier on absolutely but I'm in this place now I'm not because I just know everything is um, unfolding exactly how it's supposed to. And you know, I am ready to be a mom, but I wasn't gonna be, I don't think I would've been a, as good of a mom before. Um, and it's just, so it's like, I'm sharing that because people get so wrapped up in age and it's just a number. Like I was openly, I'll say this, um, the last guy I was dating before, he was super young, he was 25. Um, and I'm 39, but he was like 100 years old, his soul. Um, and he's an old soul. So it's just like, soul doesn't know age. Your energy body doesn't age. Your physical body does. But um, we don't have to worry about that stuff as much. I'm just thinking about like all the, like Hugh Hefner and like all that. That was all about that, right? That was all, <laughs> they were just like seeing his young soul or yeah. the women, their old souls. I don't know. So, I think that's so, a little <laughs> different. I feel like, totally yeah. Kidding. So, yeah. and look, you're a witch. So if like it doesn't work out with men, you could probably like bake one up in your oven <laughs> and, and like just create Actually, something in your gingerbread Actually, the bug is going to go off in five minutes because we have, we have something in there. Okay. And, yeah, there's cookies in there. 
I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, oh, oh. She's like, I like cookies. <laughs> I, guess, um, I, guess, I got the bun in the oven, so. <laughs> um, that's the big announcement. Woo! Uh, so... That was part one of this two-part episode of the Dream Mason podcast with healer, astrologer, and intuitive Danielle Page. I hope you enjoyed Danielle's story and that you were able to get some value for yourself. If you are interested in getting in touch with Danielle, you can find her at healingpage.com, H-E-A-L-I-N-G-P-A-I-G-E.com, or at Healing Page on Instagram. Please stay tuned for part two of this podcast, where Danielle will take us through an astrological and intuitive reading of my birth chart. I can tell you, part two is fun, interesting, and she cracks me open a few times, getting me to shut up, but also getting me to share some vulnerable things. Thank you for checking out the Dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please tag or share this episode with a friend or someone who needs to hear it subscribe, and if you're enjoying the show, give us a review on iTunes. If you want more, you can follow me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex at thedreammason.com or email me, alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.